Evolutionary.org podcast coming away, episode 514. Steve and the mobster joining me. How's it going, man? This is a good one. I'm looking kind of forward to this in a perverse kind of way, as you know from the pre-show, Steve. So let's hit it. So this is one I've been asked about over the years quite a bit, especially 10, 15 years ago. Not so much today. I think it may have, you know, kind of become obsolete, but we're going to talk about it anyway, because if you ever train with a lot of endurance people, crossfitters, stuff like that, runners, triathlon, triathletes, bicyclists, all that stuff, you may have heard of ICAR, A-I-C-A-R, and we're going to talk about the dosing, cycles, benefits, side effects of using this really, really interesting peptide. So, and the dosing is is very, very interesting on it. Mobster and I were kind of crunching the numbers before oh, yeah. the show. So the chemical name, I apologize in advance if I butcher it, but now you see why we just call it AICAR or ICAR. Five, amino imidazole dash four dash carboxamide ribonucleotide and it's a peptide it's an intermediate within the generation of iosine monophosphate and directly related to metabolic regulation the most important mechanism icar is known for is its ability to block enzymes both intracellular and extracellular levels and this allows for an accelerated stimulation of glucose uptake and increased protein kinases and skeletal muscle tissue. So now you see why a lot of people really have an interest in this peptide, because this is the stuff that can turn you from a marathon or half marathon. Let's say half marathon, you run a one hour, 45 minute half marathon. Taking this stuff, you can really do some damage when it comes to uh, knocking down your time by five, 10 minutes. You know, on a 5K, you can knock your time down up to a minute. I mean, taking this stuff. And now you see why people don't mind spending the kind of money that it takes for this stuff. Both these functions allow more energy conversion. That's going to help you sustain output from activity. So you're going to be able to push harder and longer. Uh, I can't imagine being a professional athlete, let's say soccer player, or in your case, mobster, what you guys call it, football. And we're doing this podcast around the time of the World Cup. Wouldn't it be something if all these soccer players were on ICAR? Because it's going to help them. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, hey, you know, that's the stuff you got to do. So, I mean, if everyone was doping with this stuff, these guys could play the entire soccer game. The strikers could play the entire yes. soccer yes. game without having to be uh, shuffled in and out. And I think the rules with, with the World Cup is you're only allowed to be um, shuffled in and out once, right, Mobster? I'm not an expert I, on soccer, but I'm, I'm not an expert either, Steve. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I know that some of the top players, the kind of salaries they get, and whether it's Pro Bowl in your side of the, the ocean or soccer on my side, and as you said, the World Cup, those. Bearing in mind, because we're going to talk about the numbers in a short while, as you know, those probably could afford to do it for something like the World Cup. Uh, but as we, we'll get into the numbers, and you'll see just how crazy they are later on, listeners. Anyway, back to you, Steve. Yeah, and ICAR, obviously, it's banned by any sports organizations, the WADA, World Anti-Doping 
agency has it banned. And, um, you know, I could imagine pretty much every, um, every league, you know, has it banned for that reason. It's giving you basically an unfor, un, unfair exam, advantage. And if you guys actually look into, um, you know, soccer players and stuff, it's littered with soccer players suspended, soccer players caught, soccer players busted for doping. And look, they have a lot of stuff on there. Um, we see GW as a banned substance, and they talk about GW, and they also talk about ICAR in, in the same breath as ones that they're really, really looking for when it comes to these guys who are doping. So this stuff, look, if they're banning it, you know, this stuff works. Yes. It also helps with burning fat. And as an endurance athlete – and as a bodybuilder, that might be something that you really uh, like. And it doesn't burn the fat by doing, um, you know, it's not like a stimulant where you take it, it kills your appetite, you're able to front. No, this stuff directs, directly alters these two functions in your body that we talked about, the glucose uptake and the protein kinases. And that is going to help your body burn fat. Without you having to crash calories, without you having to, you know, do anything differently, it's just going to naturally do it. So these are the two advantages. But so this is why a lot of athletes, bodybuilders and scientists have really studied this over the years. And it was something that was really popular at one time, really, really popular. Um, and I know that because 10, 15 years ago on the forums, I'd have people hit me up and they'd want to know about ICAR. They want to know where they could get it. They want to know all this kind of stuff. <laughs> so very hard to get back in those days. Even today, it's very hard to get because it's so expensive and a lot of sources don't even bother with it. But we'll get into the cost in a little bit. Another thing that ICAR has been shown to protect against is ischemic injury. And what that is, it's a type of injury related to the restriction of blood to tissues. So that's going to cause an insufficient amount of oxygen and glucose to keep the tissue alive. So if you have that issue, thrombosis, embolisms, vasoconstriction are a threat, and that can help with that. It can also allow for more proper blood flow to the myocardium, which is your heart. So... ICAR could be fundamentally used to treat heart muscle in the aftermath of a heart attack. Um, it can definitely help reduce the chances of ischemic injuries in the future. So that's interesting. Obviously, consult with a doctor. I mean, don't go giving your uncle or, or grandpa who had a heart attack uh, ICAR. You know, obviously, yeah. you want this is something you want to work with your doctor on. Look, abnormal growth of heart tissues and heart valve faction have been altered in animal studies that use the peptide ARCA, which could be a downside. So abusing this stuff is going to have an effect too. So this is some serious stuff. This is something that, you know, we've seen guys, um, I'm talking guys at the level of Lance Armstrong who they have money to burn. They want to win. They'd rather spend half their life savings to win because they know that more money is going to come in if they can win, right? So these are the types of people who are going to take something like this. And they're not as worried as the downside. 
which is heart valve function alteration. They're not worried about that right now. They're worried about winning right now. So I think your average Joe mobster, this isn't something that you would be interested in. But if you're someone who's at a really high level, yeah. this is one you could really, really, really benefit from. Let me jump in for a second here, Steve. I know, not that I follow soccer because I don't, but I've uh, read up on the contracts and the way that the contracts, because it was a big deal a few years ago with bribes and backhanders and all this kind of stuff going on for the managers of certain star players. And again, this is soccer and pro ball. So you get a salary, guys. You get a salary, and the salary is considerable. But you might not want to split what you also get is you get bonuses. And if, for example, Steve, you won, you scored the winning goal, the winning touchdown, you get more money. If your team wins, you get more money. So you go, when we tell you guys the numbers in a minute that we think this would cost, the average Joe's typical salary in the States, forget it, right? It's kind of almost you've got to win the lottery. But if you're playing at the level that we're talking about, including Lance Armstrong, if he wins the Tour de France day back in the day, the bonus more than covers the cost that he would have spent in order to win the race using something like this, assuming that he did. So you, you, it's it's one of those kind of situations where in this particular set of circumstances, if you're at the very top of your game, whether it's pro, pro ball in America, whether it's soccer here in the UK, or as Steve says at the World Cup right now, or Lance Armstrong riding the Tour de France or whatever, that suddenly becomes almost some... The math makes sense, Steve, because not only are you on two, three, four, five million dollars a year or more, and that's across all those sports, but the bonuses, win the race, your team wins, you win the league, you win you win the whole thing, you win the World Cup. Even with our teams in the World Cup, and I'm talking about Wales, Scotland, England, whatever, uh, and we're talking about taking people out of soccer teams that are incredibly well paid already, they get a kind of bonus scheme even for that. And this, the bonus if they win the World Cup would just about cover the cost of running this the way that we're talking about, guys. But again, when we give you the numbers, we were talking about daily doses, Steve. So I'd want to run it for even at their level, very, very short periods of time. But again, we're talking about people that are obsessed with winning. We get that. We understand it. And we're giving you this information because it's out there. As Steve said, it gets asked about. I looked on the forums. It gets asked about. So it's there. We give you the information. If you've got the wallet that can manage it, back on. Anyway, back to you, Steve. Let's talk a little bit about, yeah, and if you guys can, can, can you know, want to chime in in the comments, educate us a little bit about how the World Cup uh, subs use. Because I, I I thought I watched it one time. They're like, oh, you can only sub a, a, a certain player once. But I'm sh I, I don't know, because I just Googled it, and it says, like, you can do, like, two or three subs or something. I don't really understand the rules. So yeah. post in our comments, guys, if you know that answer, just, just, just for future reference. But I know if you're sprinting and you're on the, the field and you're running up and down and you're a striker or you're a winger, I used to play soccer. I mean, you need a lot of endurance for that shit. So we used to always, when I used to play soccer, we used to always run, like, for 45 minutes before practice just to increase our uh, endurance. So, look, at the end of the day, let's talk about a little bit more about how ICAR um, works. And what it does is it met the metabolic pathways to block certain enzymes, and that's going to allow AMP-activated protein kinase. This is why, and I'm going to explain this like this. When you're taking a bunch of ICAR, it tricks your body at a cellular level and it, it to make you think that exercise has just been done. 
since the body thinks it has just done a lot of exercise, energy cycle at the cellular level starts converting fuel sources. For example, fatty acids to output the energy that was thought to have been spent during exercise. This can have a direct effect on the level of endurance activity and the sustainability of the activity. So you're going to be able to push much harder, much longer. Insulin sensitivity is also noted to be one action that ICAR produces. So the body will think it just went through a series of exercises. So it's exercise on a bottle. And uh, in animal studies with obese mice, ICAR showed that all the peptide benefits for obese diet-induced mice, yet the healthy lean mice did not reap any of the benefits of insulin sensitivity or increase in glucose uptake. So the application in bodybuilding does not seem very suitable. So these mechanisms are targeted for the out of shape and overweight. So you're if if you're not a top level endurance athlete, like we said, like I said earlier, I don't see any reason to use ICAR. If you're a guy who just does CrossFit on the weekends, I don't see a reason to do ICAR. You know, this is for people who you're traveling, like I used to do, and you're competing in endurance. I could see you using this. Because as we are going to get into the financial aspect of using ICAR is insane. Yeah. So, and we can go ahead, Mobster, look, we can compare it to carving. So I'll, I'll say it straight up because Mobster is going to come in here and Mobster is going to help us out. And we're going to talk about kilograms and pounds. Um, yeah. So in the United States, for those of you who live outside the, the United States is one of only three countries in the world or two um, that still don't use the metric system. So in the United States, we go by pounds. Mobster side of the pond, they go with kilograms. And so we're going to kind of touch on that. But look, at the end of the day, I could say it straight up. Cartering GW 501, 516. You can run 20 milligrams of cartering, and it's going to cost you about 70 or 75 bucks a month. And you can run 20 milligrams a day and get very similar benefits to the iCar. So now, Mobster, I'm going to bring you in here, and you can kind of go over how much ICAR we have to use and how much it's going to yeah. cost you so we can kind of compare. And, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to kind of also consider, too, ICAR isn't sold by a lot of companies that sell peptides. And so if you go and you buy a bunch of ICAR online, are you getting the real stuff? That's what I was thinking, yeah. You know, and or B, has the real stuff been sitting on the shelf for months because there's not much demand for ICAR. And if it's been sitting on the shelf for months, by the time it gets to you and you mix it, it's probably not even going to be dosed correctly, right? It's going to be very weak. So Mobster, come in here and explain the the math here. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to so do you that honor. Guys, if you look at the dosage that you're supposed to take, and Steve and I were discussing briefly in the pre-show what was an effective dose. So although studies still need to take place, it's not being one that's studied a lot, probably, again, because it's so goddamn expensive. And so the initial studies that looked at ICAR were basically talking about 500 milligrams per kilogram, which is 2.2 pounds of body weight. So I did the math on the basis of a typical bodybuilder weighing say, somewhere around 200 pounds, uh, there's articles that we, we're referencing while we're talking to you that refer to endurance athletes weighing 140 pounds. 
Well, let's stick with the 200 just for now, Steve, because that's the maths that we've done. Now, what we know is that some of the articles, some of the forums are talking about 5 milligrams a day, 10 milligrams a day, and so on and so forth. Here's the problem, guys. It's simple maths. And really, and this is how most of us train, when we spend money on supplements, when we spend money on performance-enhancing drugs, when we spend money on steroids, the great and vast majority of us are doing it out of our disposable income. Steve, you and I, we, we run the maths before the show. And based on the kind of numbers, it, it used the cost, and it has come down in price, guys, so the numbers have been adjusted. I, I ran I, I, I ran the numbers through a calculator, and I come up with the following figures. So $100 a, 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 a gram is what it used to cost. You'd be looking at, at just just... It's 500 milligrams, so that's 50, and that's per kilogram of body weight. So a 200-pound body weight is 90 kilograms, which comes out to, in very simple maths, $5,400 a day. Sorry, per dose, per dose, right? So we, we was running the numbers back and forth, and we talked about 50 milligrams and 5 milligrams. So here's what I talked about with Steve before in the free show. I said it's the idea of a kind of cheap way of doing it, which still works out at several hundreds of dollars per goddamn day uh, against the effective dose. And I, I used an analogy of glucosamine sulfate. You can find companies online, companies in your high street, in your shopping malls, that will sell you what they claim is a monthly uh, amount in a bottle. And when you look at it, it works out to be in 400 milligrams a day. But the actual effective dose in pretty much every study that I've ever looked at is 1,500 milligrams a day. So really, your monthly supply works out to about a week and a half. This is a kind of same principle. The idea that you could take 5 milligrams or 10 milligrams and get the same kind of effects that were seen when they were dosing it properly in the initial studies, and they were talking about 500 milligrams per kilogram or 500 milligrams per two pounds body weights. And that's so you have to multiply by how many times two pounds you weigh a 200 pound that would be 100 times and then the cost. And you can suddenly get into the hundreds. And in fact, as I said, thousands of dollars, Steve, which is absolutely crazy. Now, like I said at the beginning, if you're a high end athlete, even a, a marathon runner, some of the real top numbers, top runners in the world are on serious money, Steve. Great sponsorship, whether that's with. Adidas or Nike or whatever, you know, and that could be the multiple millions of dollars. And again, if they break the world record in the marathon, if they win a, a super fantastic, highly sponsored marathon competition, say in New York or London or wherever, then almost the bonuses can kind of cover the cost. It certainly can in, in Tour de France type so, uh, endurance riding. It does in soccer. It does in pro ball. But for the great and vast majority of the rest of us to run it at the effective dose, the suggested effective dose, is in the thousands of dollars per day. And that's even with the reduced price that's available now. We looked online before we started this podcast. And trust me, guys, it's probably going to be one of those things that dates very, very quickly. But the current price is somewhere between $45 and $60 for, for 50 milligrams. And you are supposed to be running 10 times that amount per kilo, per 2.2 pounds. So you can do the math yourself. It's suddenly just, just to run 
a that the one kilograms body weight dosage is six hundred dollars, and if you weigh ninety kilos, two hundred pounds, it's forty. It's it's ninety times that amount, Steve. So that's just it. Just becomes absolutely ninety times six hundred. I think off the top of my head, and we looked at this before the show was fifty four thousand. It was something absolutely crazy. So the 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 maths. Regardless, we can argue about the math back and forth, Steve. We can double check it, and we'll, we'll be sure to put something in the article just to give you a vague indication of what the price is right now and what it would cost. But trust me, guys, it's in the thousands of dollars, if not the tens of thousands of dollars per day, and that's to run it as I said, an effective dose, not a suggested dose, not the dose that you've seen some people taking online, not even the dose that some companies that supply you with a peptide are suggesting. The if the study that took place and showed these results was using this amount, and that's the recommended amount. They didn't study less, and it hasn't happened yet. They haven't studied more. They studied it on the basis of 500 milligrams per kilo, per 2.2 pounds, and that is in the thousands of dollars per day. I can't reiterate that point so much, Steve. We, we talked about other and peptides. The obvious one is growth hormone itself, and back in the day, Steve, it'd be $500 a month. This is in the thousands of dollars per day area. I would argue, like Steve said, that if it's too cheap, it, it ain't legit. It's just as susceptible to the sunlight and heat and cold as all the other peptides. And at the price that you're paying to try and get something out of it, I would want to be in the laboratory, Steve, and having them jamming me right then and there, straight from the test tube to my ass, straight from the test tube to my shoulder. And I'm just handing over wads of cash. So, yeah, like Steve says, I mean, it, not only that, I want to get into the side effects a little bit as well, Steve. There's, there's an, a potential issue here in terms of the side effects. So we've talked about the uh, plus, which is the benefit of healing of the heart. And for specific reasons that Steve's already stated, one of the issues, and he mentioned it earlier on, was growth of the heart. Now, pretty much every athlete ever enlarges their heart. If you work hard, especially if you're doing endurance your heart is working hard and it compensates by thickening of the walls, growing and so on and so forth. And so most athletes have a slightly enlarged heart, a bigger heart than a human being that doesn't train as heavy as we do or doesn't run as much as the cyclists do or the footballers do or the pro ball players do. And so it's not unusual for them to have enlarged hearts. Obviously what happens here is I would be concerned, Steve, and I said this in the pre-show, if you already have a slightly enlarged heart from training, from the things that we do, from the endurance, from the weightlifting, from whatever, to enlarging it again as a potential side effect is essentially going to cause problems. And the obvious thing is, Steve, I think it's, it's interfering with the heartbeat on the simple case of, and I believe I'd have to double check this, but guys, you can please feel free to correct me in the comments. The heart beats up against the side of the rib cage because it's got so big, and that Gets, creates an irregular heartbeat. And so now you're having essentially what amounts to, a, I think it's arrhythmia. So it amounts to, if not a, a full-blown heart attack, it's just going to cause you problems any time that you're under strain. And again, that would be running, doing, playing soccer, playing ball, pro ball, or, or lifting weights or whatever, guys. So see, it's one of these things. We give you this information, but I'm telling you, not damn expensive to run it properly. I can't see that there's something I'd want to run cheaply either, Steve. And and uh, will, some other listeners will have high levels of disposable income. So we allow for those listeners to say, if I want to take it, 
Please tell me what's to do, what doshas I'm supposed to do, and so on and so forth. And that's what we do in this podcast. But bottom line is, guys, the average Joe, as Steve said earlier on, in America, here in the UK, in Europe, or anywhere else in the world that our listeners come from, will not have, in my opinion, the disposable income to run this effectively at the dosages that were found to be effective in the studies that have been done to date. Uh, I've talked about one of those tips that we talked about for, for peptides and for other performance enhancing drugs that we've covered in this podcast, and it's quite simple, guys. Sometimes people try to be a little bit cheap, and here's what I always suggest, and it came from, again, the late uh, Roy Guru, PD Guru, Paul Burrison, and indeed, uh, he's still with us, Mick Hart, uh, a, 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 a steroid guru here in the UK. And both of those suggested that literally you save up. Save up your money for your growth, save up your money for your insulin if you're going to run it, save up your money for your peptides, save up your money to run a cycle properly, uh, fill up your freezer with steaks and vegetables and all the other things that you're going to use, and do the cycle properly. Don't do it half-assed. Run the right dosages, run protocols how they're supposed to be run, and then you'll get the best results. Here's the, the issue is quite simple. It's economics. I can't so goddamn expensive that it's just beyond most of us to run it in the way that I think it should be run, Steve. And it's as simple as that. Back to you. I think the absolute minimum dosage, like if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to absolute minimum dosage, we're talking 100 milligrams per day. So if you're running 100 milligrams a day and each vial is about 50 bucks, so you're blowing $100 a day for this yeah. stuff. And that's not even a dosage that's really going to be beneficial, as Mobster explained. Yeah. So really, yeah. you know, we're talking 1,000, 2,000 milligrams a day that you're going to have to run it. So we're talking $1,000 a day, you know? Easy. So, look, Easy. But if you want to do it, take it a, an hour or two before your workout. Before you're going to do your marathon, before you're going to do your 5K, see what it does for you. But here's the thing. Here's why it's so expensive. There's not enough of this stuff being produced. There's no mass production of this stuff. No. So it's just a simple supply and demand thing. But my main concern, Mobster, is what I said earlier on the show. If you go online and you find it for, let's say, $10 a while instead of $60 a while. <laughs> You know, you really think you're getting legit stuff? No, I mean, no. it's going to be fake and you're going to be like, wow, it's so cheap. Let me buy $100 worth of this shit and you're going to buy 10 vials of it and then it's going to be fake. It's probably going to be like Clen. You're probably going to end up injecting Clen and then Clen's going to mess with your heart and you're like, oh, this iCar is making me stimulated. You know, it's doing something. So, yeah. Yeah. look, I mean, you know what I'm saying? If you have a really, really trusted peptide place that you really really trust and they back their stuff up you can try you can try this this is not a hormone so you can just try if you've got a big half marathon or a marathon coming up and you just want to try this shit you know i would try it before your tr a training session where you're going to do a not a long like say you're going to do an hour and a half tempo run I would take it before that and see if it helps, see what it does, see if it causes any issues. And then if you're like, wow, this stuff really helped me. I got, I ran the same distance in an hour and a half as I usually run an hour, 40 minutes. So you're going to be like, wow, it took 10 minutes off my time. So now, you know, Hey, I can take, I can buy a bunch of this stuff, spend a thousand dollars and then use it before my marathon. Do you want to spend an extra thousand dollars to take 10 minutes off your marathon? It's worth it to a lot of those guys that are go out there. 
It really is. Or a triathlon. You you train your whole year for the triathlon. Is it worth it to spend a thousand dollars to do it? You're already spending all that money to travel out to Hawaii to do the Ironman yeah. triathlon. Yeah. Your your bicycle costs what? How much mobs are five six thousand dollars? One of those bicycles. Five or to more? ten thousand, Steve. Yeah. yeah, five to ten thousand minutes. And you got to pay to ship it there. When I used to train with these guys, that was their big concern. That was their big stress. Like, how am I supposed to get this thing there? Oh, the airline charges me a fortune just to sh- just to put it on the plane. And what happens if the airline they put it on the plane, they throw boxes and someone else's luggage on top of your bike, and they break your bike. You know, so that was their big concern. So a lot of these guys just have it shipped there by like a FedEx or UPS or something. They have it shipped straight to their hotel room. I don't know, but look, my point is these guys spend a lot of money on this shit. So if it's worth it to them to spend a thousand dollars to shave five or ten minutes off their time. So in that situation, it's worth it. For the rest of you, don't waste your time with iCar. Try GW instead, um, and 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 go from there. We do have sponsors on our forum that do have GW, by the way. So um, you guys can come on our forum and find those. And GW does this pretty much the same thing as iCar does, but it's yeah, a hell yeah. of a lot cheaper. We're talking seventy dollars a month. To run GW day, daily, it would cost you $70 a month, which is what, Mops, are about, what, 50 cents a day compared to $1,000. Yeah, half, half a dollar a day, guys, about 40-something pence a day, which is fantastic. And as you said, Steve, pretty much every single thing that you want from iCar, you're getting from GW. So there are, unless you are, as I said before, a high-end athlete with that kind of disposable income or you're looking at bonuses for winning a race or winning a match, or, or scoring scoring the touchdown or whatever, it the maths just don't add up. But again, I I kind of understand if I was in that situation, if I was on hundreds of thousands of pounds a week, four hundred thousand dollars a week, forty fifty million dollars a year, and if I score the winning touchdown, there's another ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars in it for me, and that's just from the team. Never mind from my sponsors and whoever else that I'm associated with, Coca Cola or Nike or whatever, Steve then I, the maths kind of do add up. And you are looking, all the other athletes that you're coming up against, Steve, are high-end athletes. We're not talking about, as you said, doing a you know a 5K or a 10K on the weekend with some buddies, or even, you know, we have something going for your called park run. We could be a couple of hundred people running around the local park. But then why would they spend tens of thousands of dollars to win a, the local race, even if my numbers were good nationally? It's just... The maths just doesn't add up, Steve. I think something else as well, and I'm just looking here at the, the summary of the side effects. Uh, anecdotally, some logs online have indicated extremely loose bowels, dry mouth, and a lack of hunger. Now, you're already running, if you're an endurance athlete, because that's what it's really aimed at, and burning calories just to be good. And this, these people fill up and pass the Steve, same as same as a cyclist, etc., etc. Do you really want... A, to not be able to eat, which means you're running a, running off zero energy from food. It's just using body fat and uh, glycogen. Or, and, and at the same time, and especially this has happened to marathon runners, Steve, with extremely loose bowels. There are photographs online, guys, if you care to look them up, of people, and I'll be crude here, who have shit themselves running a marathon. Uh, yeah, I don't want that as a side effect. I'll touch on something that I've said in previous shows when I talk about the extreme, uh, the, the harder drugs and the drugs with the greater side effects tend to be the ones that create the most muscle tissue, Steve, or the greatest strength, or give you the best endurance. 
but they always seem to come with the worst side effects. And I'll, I'll use the obvious one here, Steve, when we talk about trend, whether it's transomnia, the trend sweats, whether it's the uh, dementia, like side effects in older gentlemen that we're using trend for medical reasons, the side effects are going to be extreme because the effect that you're asking for is an extreme one. Look at what Steve said at the beginning when he talks about how one of the aims of the drug when it was being developed was for the extremely obese. And I said before in other uh, podcasts that the, the extremely overweight would require extreme members. And as Steve said, he almost called it you know, fat loss in a bowl. But look at the financial side again. If it was a miracle pill that was $100 and we all dropped 30 pounds on it, we'd all be running out there with $100 right now. You know, let's get lean tomorrow. And no side effects, amazing. It doesn't exist. This is thousands of dollars per day to have something like that effect. And then you're going to be sitting on the toilet, in the john, uh, shitting your brains out. <laughs> so, yeah. Pretty much every super crazy fat loss drug we've seen has ended up with something like that, Steve, where the, the, the oil and the fats are not not being absorbed at all, and that's ended up with incredibly loose stools, and, and you are literally, as we say here in the UK, shitting your brains out. So, guys, I, I for me, and I'll, I'll do the conclusion here, Steve, the conclusion is as simple as this. The cost and the potential side effects make it have no real use for the majority of sports and all our listeners that train with weights to bodybuild, to add muscle and to get leaner. It's touted as exercise in a bottle, but most athletes are not sitting around doing nothing. So you guys are already doing the thing that's going to enable you to get some benefit. The same applies to Carlerine in that particular example again, Steve. You can't sit around on your backside, on your ass, and expect to get super fit or super lean. You get some effect but you'll get so much more if you're out exercising. So calling something exercise on a bottle is fine, but most of you will already be training. You'll already be doing your cardio. You'll already be hopefully eating cleaner than you was before and trying to get it to even better, eat cleaner in the future. So you're already doing as many of those things as possible. Cardio, in my mind, Steve, as, as you said, probably where I would go to, it's so much cheaper. It kind of boosts your energy in terms of allowing you to do more cardio and feeling better while you're doing more cardio and allowing you to meta metabolize fat better. So in other words, you do the exercise and the exercise becomes more effective as opposed to doing no exercise, which is a suggestion that would come from ICAR, ACAR uh, with the exercise in the bottle. You're not sitting around doing nothing, guys. You're out there killing it. And that's exactly what we want you to do. So like we said earlier on, unless you're a top professional endurance athlete or a soccer player or pro ball something like that. The money, the difference between you and the next guy makes sense. If he doesn't make sense, then to me, it's just going to be, I, 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 I'd have to sell my house, Steve, just to run like a, a daily dose. And that's just crazy. You'd have to, Buddy, you got to pick, you got to pick either a roof over your head or yeah, if you're going to take this. your training seriously. Okay. So yes, you will be <laughs> selling your house. You yeah. will do it. And then you'll be a homeless <laughs> on the street. Just so you could have got an extra five minutes on your marathon. Sell your Mustang. And you do, you've probably only got enough, if it's a second-hand used Mustang, you've got enough for half a day's effective dose, guys. Sell your Ferrari and you might have enough for two days' dosage. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. It's that kind of craziness. But again, high-end athlete, Steve. I can understand it. If you're the kind of guy that's turning up in a Ferrari 
and you're and, and and you're getting paid to train at the training ground, and you're getting sponsorship just for going to restaurants and stuff like that, and you know they're paying you like a million dollars a year just to wear their trainers. Then this makes sense because everybody else that you're up against is going to be looking for an edge. They want to keep their contracts. They want their contracts renewed. It makes sense in that way. I get it. But honestly, guys, the difference between this and Carter, I would go with Carter in 10 times, over 100 times before I would even think about it. You know, living in the streets, even in a tent, just to, just to fuck the roof over my head, motherfucker. I need this stuff right now. I, it, tell you what this comes down to before me, Stephen. You mentioned it earlier on. And I know this because I've had these kind of conversations with buddies way, way, way before I was on Evo and before talking about this kind of podcast and doing this kind of information. What, here's what we would do. And here's why I think this is a fascinating one. We would sit around and talk about what's the what dose, what cycle would you do if you run the lottery? What would be the most amazing protein? What's the best combination? And and honestly, it was one of those, as often as not, we would look at leading edge research, Steve, to find out what was out there, what scientists were developing. And it was kind of a fun subject, but it wasn't real because either it wasn't available, even though we knew it was being researched. Or like this, the cost was so high, so prohibitive that we'd literally have to win the lottery. And we'd end up as one of those lottery winner stories where we won $100 million and then a few years later we had nothing left. And they go, oh, did you get a million? No, no, no. I was using our car every day. Think of it this way, Steve. The cost of this per day would be like the craziest something out of um, a drug movie, the kind of sort of recreational sniffing powder off of, Naked women's fires, that kind of stuff. From um, I'm trying to think of the, the, one of the most famous gangster movies ever, where any sniffing coke and throwing his machine gun, uh, you know, you'd literally be having to sniff tens of thousands of dollars a day. And this is right up there. This is like crack cocaine per, for the price. And you're not you're not even getting high, Steve. You're having to go to the toilet more frequently, and uh, you know, possibly damaging your heart. So yeah. We give you the information, guys. We tell you what it's about. But ultimately, for me, the numbers is just – they just don't add up, Steve. It's just not economical. Uh, and as Steve said, availability versus cost uh, versus most of these companies that we, we, we talk about, and especially our proof companies, not having it. And if they did have it, how long has it been in stock? Because they would have only bought a smaller amount. And you're the first person that's come along and brought it. It might have been in their place for months before you get hold of it. So yeah, I, I, I honestly I think if I would want the, the supplier to have to go off and get it from a lab and then supply it to me in that particular way. And again, the cost, forget it, guys. Please note we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view and based on the experience and views on the topic, a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.